In today's gospel text, Jesus has entered the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asks his disciples, what are people saying about the Son of Man? After hearing their answer, he asks, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? Or perhaps more importantly, who do people say I am? That's a question I'd like us all to focus on this morning and as we go throughout our week, out in the world, if we are one who is required to work outside our home in this time of social isolation. It's important to note that in his gospel passage, we meet Jesus as a traveler. He's traveling in a Greek colony in the middle of the Jewish world. The people here are different than he and his band of traveling companions. They are traveling into a place that they are unfamiliar with. It's like perhaps if you live in Perrysburg or Sylvania and you go strolling through the streets and back alleys of the North End or the Old South End of Toledo. They are in a foreign territory. Jesus always seems to be leading his followers into a different world. He's not just hanging out in his own comfortable bubble. He takes his friends right out of their comfort zone and smack dab in the middle of a place they don't recognize. I think that this is valuable to note because when we, or when I, stay within the walls that we or I construct around my life or our lives, we don't really learn much about ourselves or others. We don't learn much about people when you stick with people that you know, that are just like you, who think like you, who look like you, who worship like you. During this strange time in the history of this country, it seems so divided. And we are most comfortable when we stay within our own small, distinct tribe. Black and white, gay and straight, Republican and Democrat. We seem to have lost the ability to talk to people who are different than us, who think differently than us. Except maybe in the context of a heated Facebook thread. We shy away from meaningful conversations, conversations that might disturb our comfort and threaten our worldview. But I think Jesus wants the discomfort us with experiences and stories in which we have no frame of reference. There's a song in a Broadway show called Falsettos that sums it up for me, standing on the ground while the ground keeps shifting. And I think that's where Jesus meets us and certainly where he meets us in today's gospel. 
unless we experience the world and others who are different than us, how can we ever truly answer the question of who we truly are in relation to the greater world? How can we answer the question, who do people say that I am? Even when I travel, it might be best described as a cruise ship culture, stopping for four or five hours in a port of call, doing the prescribed excursions, the locals dressed in traditional garb, singing and dancing for the tourists as we disembark from our luxury ocean liner, shopping for trinkets and souvenirs, and putting a sticker on our luggage that announces, look where I've been. Many of you know that I spent a significant portion of my adult life living in New York City, and I thought that I had experienced different cultures. I thought that I was woke, or whatever the term was back then for being culturally literate and enlightened. But the truth is, New York, like most places, like Toledo, is divided into small neighborhoods and tribes. Yes, I may have bumped elbows with people who didn't look like me or talk like me, but rarely did I ever really engage in a meaningful conversation, let alone a relationship with a stranger. The comforts of my life might be threatened if I truly engage with someone not like me. Because when I ask myself, who do people say that I am? Who do people say that Jeff is? My answer is usually filled with ego and self-deception. Those who love me and, and know me might answer the question slightly differently. But I would venture to say that their answers and my answer would be fairly close. Who do people say I am? How is the larger world outside of my fairly homogenous circle judging me? What do my words and actions tell the world about my true nature? How can I face things like privilege and complicity without allowing it to cripple me into non-action or denial? I think Jesus had the right idea. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone, Jeff, and truly engage in the world outside of yourself. People that are close, family, friends, they'll often tell me what I want to hear. Strangers who have nothing vested in me are really truly the best barometers of who I really am. The truth, they say, will set you free, but that freedom comes at a cost. It shakes my comfort and disturbs the peace of the shared lie of my truth. I say shared lie because all too often we surround ourselves with like-minded people people who have the same frame of reference and worldview as ourselves. I don't think it's a coincidence that 
Jesus finds himself in a foreign land when he asks his friends, who do people say that the Son of Man is? His sermon, trust is a rock you can build upon. Richard Rohr, the spiritual writer and Franciscan friar, interprets Jesus' first question as, who do people say the human one is? He says that Jesus came to show us how to be human more than to show us how to get into heaven. One of my favorite writers, Thomas Merton, Trappist monk, mystic, poet, and scholar, said that Jesus was like a great magnifying glass, and through him the light of God came into the world in a concentrated and beautiful way. And when we place our dry, brittle lives under the light, the soul of each person shines bright with newness. That was Thomas Merton's way of saying that Jesus' power is still alive, still alive in the world and transforming lives. Unless I'm willing and brave and vulnerable enough to put my life under the magnifying glass of Jesus, I cannot truly answer the question who I am. I cannot know who I am until I expose my dry, brittle life to the light of truth. I cannot be transformed into the human that God has called me to be. So today, when I ask myself, and I ask you to ask yourself the same question, who do people say that I am? I have to gird myself for the truth, and the truth may not always be very flattering. However, without truly taking what is described in the 12 steps as a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves, we cannot begin to determine the root cause of our implicit bias, willful ignorance, and privilege. I cannot transform myself into a fully formed human. It's not easy. And the journey might be different for each of us, but I ask you to take this journey with me. Take some time this week in a quiet place, a place of peace and tranquility. Put your life under the magnifying glass of Jesus and the magnifying glass of the stranger. Allow yourself to be vulnerable and open to the truth. Stop being a tourist in the world around us and fully inhabit God's beautiful kingdom. Begin this journey of transformation into full humanness, one day, one step at a time.